Hey guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Do you guys like group projects? Yes. It depends on what it is. Yes? Yeah, yeah, definitely depends. A two-person group? That's an interesting caveat. I, t- I typically like... I like a good team, anyway, like a good group. I'm, I'm down for a group project. Uh, sharing responsibilities is fun. I love to work in teams. More people to catch a mistake is always nice. Um, it's nice to be a part of a team when it's functioning, functioning properly. Most of the time, however, a group project turns into chaos. Is that true for you? Because <laughs> it has been true for me. Uh, more often, some people step up to do their work. Other people step back to freeload. And he, oh, we don't need to point fingers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, and we've probably all been in a group where one person steps up to do all the work. And maybe everyone else has stepped back. Maybe the person just stepped forward really hard and really wanted to do it all. Maybe you were that person. Maybe you uh, benefited from that person really stepping up. No shame here. We've all experienced it. You may have also been involved in a group project that goes the other way, where we have all done our fair share, but then like the person who was delegated to do the presenting of the project, they get all the credit. Or if we're like, we all have to present, the person who was like the most confident of the presenters, they get all the credit because they just have less anxiety, I guess. Like they looked confident, so they must be the smartest person in the room. Unfair, unfair. Um, If you're homeschooled, you might not know much about these group projects, no shade, but you can ask your public school friends or you can go to college. That'll probably work as well. Tonight, we are starting a series that I've been looking forward to for some time now. We've been planning this series for a long time. Very excited about it. And it's called Open. The series is called Open. And we're going to be talking all about the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be talking about how we can live lives that are open to what the Holy Spirit is doing. I'm noticing my clicker is not working. I didn't hit the button either. I didn't do the switch, so that wouldn't expect it to work. Open to what the Holy... Okay, well, it doesn't seem like it's going to work. You can keep up with me. So, So if the Trinity is a group project, right? The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. If the Trinity is the group project and humanity is the project that, like, the group is doing, we're talking about giving the Holy Spirit the credit that he deserves, We're talking about giving the Holy Spirit the credit he deserves because sometimes he doesn't get credit he deserves and other times he gets credit for things that like we should be talking about Jesus or we should be talking about the Father. So we're talking about giving the Holy Spirit the credit he deserves and if the Holy Spirit, like the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the group and um, so also if, so sorry, if if the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the group, we're going to talk about how speaking in tongues does not deserve all the credit just because it's the loudest. We're going to talk about that a little bit. That's not until week three. We'll be talking about that when we get to week three in open mouth. Open mouth is where we're going. Yeah, my clicker's not working. You're going to have to, I don't know, watch me point or something. Open mouth will be week three. Um, and this series is called Open because we're, we're talking about different ways that we can be open to what the Holy Spirit is doing and the different ways that he works when we are open to letting him work. The final week, we're going to have a Q&A. We're calling it Open Floor. Very clever, I know. Open Floor. And it's a Q&A um, where we will cover all four weeks of what we have covered, but all things Holy Spirit, anything else. Um, so right now, Kendra's going to pass these plates around just grab a, a pen and a piece of paper. You can just pass them. Yep, grab a, piece, a pen and a paper, and you can pass them. Yeah, go ahead and pass them. 
I don't. All right, thank you for open floor. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to get these papers. And at the end of small groups, we're going to collect these papers. Okay? So you're going to hang on to them during the whole teaching. You're going to hang on to them through small groups. And at any point, you can write down a question on this piece of paper. While I'm teaching, um, when something just pops into your head that's unrelated to what I'm saying, or during small groups, if you're like, yeah, that's a good question, you can go ahead and write something on that paper. If you have any thoughts or observations about the Holy Spirit, or in general, you are also able to write that down as well. But at the end of your small groups, everyone will hand in your paper, whether there's something written on it or not, um, so that you know you can have that anonymity. You don't have to write down your name if you don't like to. Anonymous. Anonymity. Sorry. I will read them, but that's why I'm saying you don't have to put your name on it or anything. Well, yeah, but I won't even know who it's from. So that's going to happen every week of this series. And then, like I said, week four will be open floor, and we'll discuss what comes in there. All right? I've covered weeks three and four, so I figured I better talk about what we're going to talk about next week in week two. And we're going to talk about open hands in our week two. Open hands. And we're going to be talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Um, I am working through some baggage on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you are or not, but we believe that the Holy Spirit works in salvation. That's what we're talking about tonight. And then there's a second experience called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And next we're going to talk about that second experience. And when you experience the baptism in the Holy Spirit, that's when you have power to tell everyone about Jesus. That's where you get power to be God's witness. Um, That experience is called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Different than salvation, different than baptism in water. That's what we're talking about. It. So we're going to talk about, talk about that next week. Open hands. Get it like they're open to do what God is telling them to do. Hands are open. So that's next week. We're going to spend some time at the altar next week. We're going to pray together. I'm going to tell you my story about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I believe it will happen for people at the, at the altar next week. So now that I've outlined the whole series for some reason, tonight, it just kind of happens. Tonight, we are going to be talking about an open heart. What's, what does an open heart have to do with it? So we're talking about how the Spirit works in our hearts when we open our hearts to him. We're talking about salvation, sanctification. We'll talk about what that means. And a partnership that we have with the Holy Spirit, which kind of reckons back to what we were talking about two weeks ago with the serve fair, a partnership, how we need God's help to do what he's asked us to do. So the last symbol of Alive in Five is the flame. You've seen this flame before, you've seen it around, and the, the phrase that goes with the flame is, the Holy Spirit will help us live for God. The Holy Spirit will help us live for God, because we need help to do that. We need help to live for God. We need help to devote our lives to looking more like Jesus, to following Jesus. It's a tough task. We need help with everything we're doing, because it is a tough task to live a life following Jesus. We can do it when the Holy Spirit helps us. I tend to think that I can do things like pretty okay by myself in my own power, but that gets exhausting. I cannot do that for very long. I can like be all right for a little while in my own power, but to live an abundant life, like to live life without being exhausted all the time, I need to submit my life to the Holy Spirit. I need to let the Holy Spirit help me live for God because that's how it's supposed to be. That's the life God intended us to live, is is one submitted to the Holy Spirit helping us. So like when I'm doing it by myself, I'm living a version that's like counterfeit. Like it's kind of, it kind of looks like what it's supposed to be like, but it's not quite it. And that's why I'm going to burn out and get exhausted because he's asked us, he told us we need his help to live life following him. We can't do it alone. We follow Jesus with the Holy Spirit's help. So as we understand the Holy Spirit, we 
need to understand the Holy Spirit's work from the very beginning. So I'm going to start, I'm just going to breeze through the, Holy, the very beginning. So the Holy Spirit is, is present at creation in Genesis, all the way back. He met with leaders and prophets in the Old Testament. We see Moses coming down and his face is like glowing. And when you're reading, you're like, glowing? Why? It's because he experienced the Holy Spirit. He, he was in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that was, uh, at the, in the Old Testament times, it was a unique experience that Moses got. And some of the Old Testament prophets and leaders experienced that as well. In the New Testament, we believe that Jesus was born of the Holy Spirit. That, that Mary, a person who should not have been able to have a baby, has Jesus because of the Holy Spirit's intervention. We're going to spend a lot of time on what the Holy Spirit does for you and what the Holy Spirit does today. So that's why I wanted to set the scene that he didn't just show up when you asked him. <laughs> He's been here the whole time. He's been working the whole time. So that is the bigger picture. We can't lose sight of the bigger picture of what the Holy Spirit does and, and who, he's, uh, who he is. With that foundation, we can proceed talking about how the Holy Spirit interacts with us. So first, the role of salvation. Salvation is, is, is a huge part of what the Holy Spirit does for us. So this is usually about when we talk about the Father sending the Son, Jesus, to die for us. That's usually the salvation conversation. But this third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, plays a role here. He is at work in the process of salvation. David Garner is an author and theologian, and he says it this way. The Spirit applies to the church what Christ has accomplished for the church. The Spirit applies to the church what Christ has accomplished for the church. So Jesus has done the work of living a perfect life, dying on the cross, defeating death, coming back. And then the Holy Spirit steps in to apply that sacrifice to our lives. Jesus did the work and the Spirit carries out, applies that work to us when we ask him to do that, when we open our hearts to allow him to do that. In 1 Corinthians 6, 11, Paul is writing about what's it like to follow Jesus? What is it like to do that, to give your life to Jesus? Before this verse, he is like, he's talking about like a rotten, unrighteous life. And he's about to contrast it to a life following Jesus. 1 Corinthians 6, 11, he says, some of you were once like that, living a rotten, unrighteous life. Some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed. You were made holy, a word we've talked about before. It means set apart. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. This verse shows us the Holy Spirit's part in saving us. The Holy Spirit plays a part in being saved and being born again is another word we use to describe that experience. We have access to salvation because the Holy Spirit gives us that access. The Spirit applies to the church what Christ has accomplished for the church. So after that, receiving salvation, this moment where we decide to, to spend our life following Jesus, it's the beginning of something. When you say yes to following Jesus, it's the beginning of a lifelong journey of following Jesus and trying to be more like Jesus, submitting everything to Jesus. And we call that sanctification. So salvation is this moment where we say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to follow you forever. And sanctification is the process after that of us spending every day trying to look more and more like Jesus. Sanctification. You learned a big word today, if nothing else. So the Holy Spirit dwells in us and helps us on this journey of sanctification. So he wants to help us as we strive for the rest of our lives to look more like Jesus, to follow Jesus. So Paul also said, he's writing to the church in Ephesus this time, Ephesians 3.16 says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about how we get to partner with God, the surf fair. We talked about partnering with God, this partnership we have with him. 
And this is part of that partnership. We live our lives trying to follow Jesus, and the Spirit helps us to do that. The Spirit helps us to live for God. He empowers us and gives us strength to do that. And you might be wondering, how do I know that this is happening? How do I know that I'm making progress in this journey to follow Jesus? Let's ask our friend Paul again. This time he's writing to Christians in Galatia, in Galatians 5, and 23. He says something that might sound familiar if you've been at Harvest in the past like seven or eight weeks. We've been in a series about this. Galatians 5, to 23 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. This is the fruit you will see in your life as you submit, as you open your heart to the Holy Spirit's work. This is the fruit you're going to see. This is the work you're going to see. When you're following Jesus and you've made your heart open to what the Holy Spirit is guiding you and leading you to do, you will see these things. You will see more love, joy, and peace, self-control, patience. You're going to find yourself being more kind, good, faithful, gentle. When you give the Holy Spirit your open heart, this is what your life starts to look like. There's a metric for us. Are you giving your life, are you giving your open heart to the Holy Spirit? If your life is looking more like this, then yes. So following Jesus is a partnership with the Holy Spirit. And I'll say something again that I said a few weeks ago that, um, that, that stood out to me in the moment. God will do his job, and it's our job to do our job. God will do his job, and it's our job to do our job. So we've covered a lot of ground already, and we're going to cover more ground through this series. Um, but we really need to make sure that we're starting off in the right place. Because next week, with open hands, we're talking about a secondary experience that happens after salvation. So tonight, I want to make sure we're in the right place. I'm going to give you an opportunity tonight to commit your life to following Jesus. And this is what we believe is the difference between eternal life and eternal death, like heaven and hell. This is the big thing. When you make your decision, when you open your heart to the Holy Spirit, you have full, abundant life on earth, or you have a life of scarcity absent from God. This decision is what we believe it's all about. That's why we, we spend our whole lives following Jesus, because we believe he is who he says he is, and he's done what he says he has done. So this is how we understand what Jesus did for us. God is love. God set up the world. You'll see the alive and five symbols come up on the screen right now. God is love. He, he created us out of love. He created us for love with him. Our sin divides us from him. So when we make choices that are violating his law, it creates separation between us and him. Or the, I like to look at it the other way. There are things that when we do them, they separate us from him. So he's made them a law. He's written them down so that we understand what divides us from him. Jesus came and he died on the cross. He lived a perfect life. And then he died on the cross for us because he knew that we couldn't live a perfect life. So he lived a perfect life died on the cross, and came back from the dead. He defeated death so that, our, so that we could be saved, so that his perfect sacrifice could be applied to us, the sacrifice we could never make, so that we could spend eternity with him. And then the question mark, we, we need to decide to put our faith in him. That's our job. Our role is to give him our open heart and say, God, this is it. I believe you, and I'm deciding to follow you for the rest of my life. And the fifth is the flame we talked about. The Holy Spirit will help us live for God. We've begun this journey 
of following Jesus and the Holy Spirit helps us to do that. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And as I pray, I want everyone in the room to repeat after me because when you decide to follow Jesus, you don't do that alone. When you decide to follow Jesus, you don't do that alone. I believe that very strongly. And the words in Alive in Five are all plural pronouns, we, our, because when you decide to follow Jesus, you don't do that alone. Can we pray together? Repeat after me. God, I thank you for giving me life and giving Jesus life for me. I ask that you would forgive me of my sin and my rejection of you. I believe in my heart that Jesus died and came back to life, and I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for accepting me and adopting me into the kingdom and family of God. Amen. Could you keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed just for a little bit? If you've prayed that prayer for the very first time, or, or you meant it for the very first time, for the first time you're making a decision to follow Jesus, would you just look at me, for, just make eye contact with me really quickly? If you're doing that for the first time, thank you. You can go ahead and close your eyes again. If you are doing that um, in a rededication kind of way, you've done that before, but since then you've taken steps away from Jesus. And tonight is a moment where you're saying, yeah, I'm going to make that commitment again to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. Would you look at me real quickly so that I can know I see your eyes, I see your eyes, I see your eyes. You guys, everybody can look up. Thank you so much. Now, remember, this is, this is what I want you to remember tonight. This decision that people in this room have made and remade is the beginning of something. It's the beginning of a journey. It's the beginning of a life following Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives us access to Jesus, gives us access to the sacrifice of Jesus, salvation through Jesus. And the Holy Spirit helps us to continue to live a life for him. This is the foundation this whole series is going to be built on. So that's why we did this just now. We're entering into a partnership with the Holy Spirit. As long as we can come with him, come to him with an open heart. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity. We rejoice in this room um, because your word says that when, when one person chooses to follow Jesus, that there's a party in heaven. So right now, we are rejoicing. I am so thankful for what you're doing in this room as you are revealing yourself to people, as you are moving in hearts and lives. God, thank you for this, this opportunity for students to follow you in a new way. So God, we dedicate this time to you, this whole series, our small groups to you, because we want to know more. We want to come before you with an open heart and say, whatever you want, it's all about you. So we commit to follow you. We thank you for your role that you help us to live for you. We thank you for your role in salvation and for sanctification. We thank you that you are active in our lives, that you didn't just create the universe and then take a step back and let us figure it out, but that you dwell with us. And now, as we choose to follow you, you dwell within us. Thank you. We love you. It's in your precious name we pray. Everybody says, amen. Everybody says, amen. sorry, I didn't quite hear you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.